Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is my wardrobe malfunction. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at my dog. Oh my God, we have an Italian greyhound called Rocco. And he's just staring at me. It's like he's trying to hypnotize a packet of crisps I've got. He's totally brainless, but utterly adorable. Rocco, stop distracting me, you silly dog. Anyway, back to business. This is episode 64 and the final episode of season eight. In fact, after this, we'll be taking a break from our regular seasons for a while because I'm on a book deadline for the next few months or so. But... We will be dropping some bonus episodes from time to time, including one next week and the week after. Anyway, on to today's special guest, who is a dear friend, a singer, actress, and one-fifth of the joyful band steps. It's Faye Tozer! So, let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors, and find out what's inside! Today, I am with one of the most interesting people that I've met in terms of her personality, because she's two things which don't really fit together. One is she's one of the sweetest, kindest, most adorable human beings on the planet, but she's also one of the feistiest, and I wouldn't want to cross her. And that person is Faye Tozer star of stage and screen and of course everyone's favorite band steps which has sold over 25 million albums i mean i had no idea Faye. what an introduction hello gorgeous how are you i'm a bit bit poorly i've got this wretched bloody awful hideous cold i can hear yeah yeah anyway i feel better speaking to you already So, yeah, 25 million records. It's unbelievable. That doesn't really sound like a a real number, does it? I mean, when you fathom how many actual units that would be, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Lovely. Lucky us. Lucky you. And when was the last time you guys performed together? It's quite interesting because now we are coming out the other side of it all. Um, We were lucky enough to do um, a live concert for Radio 2 uh, last month in Manchester, which is our first experience all together as the five of us um, in like a cabaret table situation. Nobody was allowed to stand up at dance at that point. Um, So we had lots of armography and people sort of trying to join (laughs) in, which was sweet. Um, And then uh, we did our first corporate gig. Um, 
the week just gone uh, in Liverpool and it was huge. We were in this gorgeous arena, um, lights, balloons, confetti cannons, amazing screen at the back. It felt like we were just um, on tour um, and real people who ran to the dance floor and were there in front of us dancing and singing along and what an absolute buzz. Amazing. And so the last time you did that kind of as a group when was that the last time you were on tour together so um back in 2017 okay so not that long ago no i mean we i think we kind of go under the radar a little bit because um we're so very lucky with our loyal fans that um we managed to sell tickets and do our uh, we do a new album and a new uh, arena tour every kind of three years or so um, but obviously COVID hit and we couldn't do it last year. So we postponed it to this year. So we're going out in November. And again, you know, we're doing 20 UK arenas, 24 years into our career <laughs> and still still able to sell that. And that's just incredible, isn't it? It's unbelievable. And I mean, how the hell, how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm turning 46 in November. I mean, how, well, we look at Tom Jones and you are nowhere near his age, but just how do you keep your fitness up? Because you were like that on Strictly. You were so bendy and fit and, oh. and kept going. I mean, how do you do that? How do you stay so fit? I mean, I think I'm a little bit of a skippy person at heart anyway. Um, and um, I think my, my kind of theory is if it wobbles, you need to do something about it. So um, usually if my trousers get tight, it's the message to me to say, you know, Let's uh, stave off those uh, pizza cravings and um, start, you know, looking to the green salads again. And I do I do have to watch what I eat, um, but I do feel better when I'm healthier and I'm fitter and I feel better in my clothes. But also I really enjoy food and I really enjoy having a drink. And so it's just trying to find that balance and listening to your body along the way. So, and you never know what costume you're going to be given next. So that's always a warning sign. It's like, Christ, what are we getting, <laughs> getting dressed into so, next time? <laughs> do you ever have any input? Um, you must have input into the costumes you wear on stage, don't you? Yeah, we do. Um, so we've got an amazing stylist called Frank Strachan. And uh, he has uh, like a mood board ideas and we just tailor it um, as we want it. But he has the overall vision for tour costumes and we kind of go, oh, you know, um, I'd like to have um, like a cinched in belt this time or I'm quite happy with my legs at the minute. So let's get the legs out, you know. And so, yeah, we've got total input. And actually, it's really nice having somebody having a vision first rather than you know the circles of uh, conversations that can go around oh what do you fancy what do you fancy it's kind of nice having someone going right this is the idea and then you go oh okay let's tailor it for me perfect and what height heels do you have I mean what's the highest you wear because I'm a little bit of a clumsy klutz at the moment um first lockdown I went over on my left ankle and sprained it really quite badly and then on uh I've just done singing in the rain and I went over on my other ankle so oh I my, oh my god I'm like a right nana my um my ankles seem to flare up so my heel height has gone down so I'm actually rather than a five inch I'm kind of in three and a half four five inches I will still rock a heel if it kills me but yeah I'm, I'm not on the five anymore 
I mean, yeah. Five, I've no, actually, I have worn a pair of five-inch heels, but that's with a little platform at the front. I mean, I pride myself. I used to pride myself in being able to run in heels and do the splits in heels. But now I'm like, no, okay, let's try and save the ankles because otherwise that tour's not going to happen. <laughs> but it must feel so, um, when you tour together, it must feel like coming home because you've, you know, you've worked together for so long. And so to go and do something like Strictly, you really must have been put out of your comfort zone because you didn't have the security of your band members with you. Yeah, and I think that's why I wanted to do it as well. Um, I think for me, doing such a huge programme like that and being so visible and um, so vulnerable, I think, was something that um, I feel, feel like I wanted to do because I kind of felt like I needed to push myself and test myself. I think my, um, I think my ego um, had been a little bit squashed and I was feeling quite like a small person and that I needed to get out there because otherwise I wouldn't do that in the future and I just wasn't living my best self um, and I feel like I needed to kick up the bum to do that and I think that's why I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> But it was, t I mean, you and I really, I mean, you were so sweet to me and I, it's, you were someone who um, I really gravitated towards and I think vice versa. And it was, it's like, you know, it is the most amazing program, but it's just, it is so much kind of underlying tension, probably because it's a competition and I felt very uncomfortable with that side of it. I don't know how you felt. I mean, I just, it was such an incredible journey, but mentally and physically, but quite interestingly with the costumes as well, because what you were wearing kind of dictated how you felt as well. And I find that with costumes now and just what mm. you wear, it really, you know, presents a different mood. And if you're uncomfortable, you're not going to be at your best and your most confident. Mm. Um, and I, I definitely felt that along the journey as well. Did you? Yeah, I did. I mean, I wasn't there for so long. I mean, when I was in that orange frock at the beginning and I, I look back at it, I had to force myself to look back at it the other day. For, and, um, I mean, I just look like an orange sack of potatoes being flung across the dance floor. And <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> trust me. Trust me, Faye. I mean, have you ever had to wear a costume that you felt very uncomfortable in and, and you know, been forced to pull it off and present yourself as something you're not? So it's quite interesting um, when you do theatre work um, and you become a character um, but in a lot of theatres, they recycle their costumes. And so you're not maybe the first person to wear that costume. And I've got a funny old figure. Um, I'm, I've got quite long legs, um, but I'm quite square in the body. I'm not an hourglass at all. And however tiny I am, you know, at my, at my, uh, my lightest, um, I've never had that lovely hourglass waist. And so sometimes I can look absolutely dreadful in a costume. And when you're trying to deliver and be confident and you just feel like a sausage in a chipolata skin, it's just not fun at all. So, yeah, I've definitely had those moments. I've had moments when I've done um, 
panto and they've put me in a crop top and I'm like oh I'm really you know crop tops when you're 21 are fun crop tops after 21 not so much fun so yeah and you still have to brave it out with your face and yeah it's an interesting one but you know we rise to the occasion yeah. we put that face on it's all good so, I mean, yeah <laughs> But I would never, I mean, the, the, you have to draw the line somewhere. But I guess with what you're doing, and because you're a performer, you have the freedom to break the age boundaries, if you like. Just because you're 46, got fabulous legs, it doesn't, when you're on stage, you can wear what the hell you want. I feel like um, Faith from Steps is kind of like an alter ego for me. And because we have... Um, I think such a LGBTQ plus um, following, I think um, that kind of heightens our enjoyment of pushing it further with costumes as well, mm. because it's kind of nice to go to the extreme, especially like on videos and stuff. Um, uh, Frank and I always discuss it and we're like that. What can we do? What What would look interesting? We want to give people something to look at. Um, and mm. just recently, um, there was a video that we've just recorded um, for um, Take Me For A Ride. And I wanted to go sort of 80s Madonna, Latisla Bonita. And he um, he made this amazing, massive red scrunchie. And it literally framed my face. <laughs> I looked like a poppy. Um, and it was quite incredible. And oh. um, the reaction online was really funny. They were saying, oh, um, right, we need to find this for tour because they like to come to tour and wear like video costumes in the audience. Um, and these people were finding like red shower caps and things, what they could fashion to try and do it. So it's, it's brilliant. It's so much fun. And like you say, it's kind of breaks the age barrier because I don't think, you know, we'd, we were ever going to do it gracefully. I mean, it's, you know, Steps isn't a graceful band and I quite enjoy being ungraceful and having that to play with. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's theatrical and it is, it's sort of, you, you've turned it into something which is kind of quite high camp, yeah. which everybody loves. You know, that is, there's nothing I want more is to be a drag queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love that because you can get away with it, you know, because as you say, you're, you're becoming someone else. And I, I so, um, that so resonates the way you say there's Faye from Steps and there's Faye Tozer, who's the mum and the wife and two very different people. Yeah. But you grew up in Bedfordshire. Um, I can't, I, I'm trying to imagine what you were like as a little girl. I imagine, and I'm probably got it totally wrong, I imagine that you were, you always had your hair beautifully kind of sleeked back in a very neat ponytail with a little bow and little angry very neat I imagine you were very neat as a little girl is that right I was quite the opposite um my my hair is naturally curly and I spend a fortune on making it straight so I, I was a poodle as as growing up as a child um mum was a very very busy working mum and would fashion a quick pair of bunches as and when and I've got many a, a school photo with like wonky sort of parting in my hair and wonky bunches and you know missing teeth and frizzly sort of uh, sides and um, yeah I was kind of I kind of looked a little bit unkempt because I didn't care I wasn't somebody who was bothered with my image as a child I was just getting on with life and excited about mm. life and jumping in puddles and I didn't that wasn't a thing it's definitely been 
um, something that has grown since um, being in the pop band. Because even before, I think, because my sort of work was in little uh, bands and stuff, it's like I kind of was learning how to have an image or copy things and become whatever singer I was supposed to be at the different venues. But I think um, probably I've only sort of got into my own skin or really found what I like for myself in the past sort of 10 years, even just trying mm. to figure out what I like and how I feel most confident and what I feel the best. And I'm actually really enjoying it um, and taking time for myself to do that. Also, I think after motherhood as well, because when you become a mum, it's like then your your image and stuff or I, I didn't I was so busy being a mum. I didn't really look in the mirror so much again. So, mm. um, yeah, it's quite interesting how it evolves. But did you feel lost? So you had you spent your time kind of performing and learning your craft and singing and, and you know, with different bands. Two questions here. One, firstly, um, I want to know who your icon, you know, who you really looked up to star-wise at that time. But also, after becoming a mum, whether you lost yourself in that way, sartorially. So first... Who was your icon when you were starting out, fashion icon? I always look back to the old movies. I was fascinated with black and white movies or even the Technicolor movies, you know, because when I was growing up, showing my age now, you know, we had the four channels because Channel 4 came along. We had the pressy buttons on the telly. Um, and I would sit on a Sunday when everybody was busy and watch those amazing movies. So I always had an eye for sort of the classic looks, you know, the ladies in dresses with their, you know, um, their beautiful set hair. Um, and that was something that I really sort of idolised the idea of. Um, whether I have <laughs> pulled anything like that off, I don't know. Probably more these days I could do that. But um, yeah, I think I was. I think I I haven't really figured out completely what I am anyway, and that's kind of nice too. Mm, exactly. It's kind of like, I wonder if, fig I think you have to, as women, we have to keep figuring it out because we evolve. We evolve emotionally, we evolve physically, we change physically. And so it is a constant, just not even rediscovery, but discovery of ourselves and and how we match or disguise how we're feeling internally. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's like they say about war paint, isn't it? You know, uh, when I've got a face on, I feel confident. I did um, a show last night um, with some friends and um, we all got dragged into a press room to do a little bits and pieces. And um, I was with the lo lovely um, Hayley Tamadon and uh, none of us had our makeup on. And she was like that, oh, I don't care, I'll just go in and do it. Whereas I was like, oh, quick, I need to put a face on. <laughs> just because I don't, mm. I'm not ready for the, or, or I don't feel like the world is ready to see me without makeup, which is so stupid. But it's just a thing. And I know that uh, I wear bright colours like this for interviews mm. and stuff, but I'll just have my t-shirt and jeans and a slobby old cardi on for other things you know it's it's yeah it's what you're presenting to the world isn't it mm. so for as we evolve as women it's kind of like we have to I, I find we have to sort of take on different roles and with those roles come a sort of new physical identity and did you find that hard after becoming a mum to Ben I think um 
when I became a mother, I became, I, I think you do lose yourself as a person a little bit because you're um, fully encompassed on this new being and it's all about them, isn't it? Um, I feel like my job gives me my identity and I feel like I am strongest when I'm working. So actually going back to work after having Benjamin, I felt like I was getting me back again. When do you feel you're most confident? In front of a huge audience with all the war paint on and a ridiculous costume. That's okay. <laughs> that's because you're in disguise. Because yeah, you're in disguise. I, I have a yeah. free. There's a freedom in that, and it's like I'm allowed to not be in control. That's wrong. But you can command things when you're mm. when you're um, in that regalia. It's it's funny, isn't it? But if I'm just at the door, you know, with the postman or whatever, and I've got my slobs on, it's kind of like, oh hi, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Kind of shy but, away. That's, but that's so interesting, Faye, because if you think about it then, with Strictly, going back to that, which you did incredibly well, and I do think you should have won, but anyway, um, <laughs> that I, that you, that, was that the first time that you presented your Faye Tozer, as opposed to Faye from Steps? to, you know, on a kind of public platform? If yeah, you like. I think so, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, I, I find um, reality TV scares the life out of me because I don't really want people to, you know, see me without a face on or, mm. you know, uh, uh, things like the jungle and what have you, where you're outside or people watch you sleeping and you're being filmed constantly or your big brothers or whatever. That frightens life out of me. Um, so, so it was massive for me to be able to let my guard down and, you know, have those rehearsal shots without the face on and, and, you know, have to tell people how I actually felt. Um, mm. Yeah, that was that was quite um, quite a challenge for me. And I, I didn't watch it back, to be honest, because I don't like watching myself. <laughs> watch the glitzy show bit, but, but not the bits in between. Yeah, I wonder where that stems from, that kind of um, reluctance to, you know, be seen naked yeah without the clothes and the makeup i wonder where that comes from yeah no idea mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because I, I feel so the reverse from that. I know. I would rather, You're so at home just being I would you. rather look like shit because I think then I've got... If I if I kind of present myself just with no makeup, nothing, I feel that I'm almost 
not criticizing myself before anyone else can, but there, there is a bit of that. I don't want to, it's like, I, I think it's sort of, some women feel like they don't, if they make a huge effort and they look in the mirror and they think they look amazing, and then there'll be one comment where someone either a look and sort of just looks you up and down and there's a little, you know, negative glance or someone says what you're wearing. I don't think I could deal with that. Whereas if someone says to me, you look like shit, that's fine when I know I do myself. Well, that's quite interesting because I think being judged with no makeup on would probably uh, cut deeper than if someone judged me with makeup on because then at least I would justify it by saying, well, I can, I can take that off. That's not the real me, mm. maybe. So maybe that's it. It's, it is my war paint. Maybe it's my third mm. war. Maybe it's that defence mechanism. I mean, what you, you're saying makes so much more sense. And thinking about it now, what I've just said is totally ah, screwed up. up. But you know, it's interesting. It's yeah, interesting it is, because, um, my My sister... Um, doesn't wear any makeup she's not into fashion particularly she is just her and mm. I I'm quite envious of um how beautifully confident she is and how she shines just because she's a lovely person and mm. how she beams and um, brings light into a room just by being her and maybe but I'm afraid of that. but maybe I'm afraid of that and, and just yeah, I don't know. Do you think maybe you're afraid of, yeah, maybe there's a, there's a kind of unspoken or uh, competition between the two of you and you've kind of realised that that's, that's her thing and your thing is something different. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's so, it's bizarre, isn't it, how we, we think as women. But um, you started, I have to talk about your past, I could talk all on and on and on about how we feel as women. But so you started on the hotel circuit, didn't you? Mm. What was that like? Must have been horrendous, wasn't it? Or was it amazing? Well, um, I uh, was a lounge singer at the um, Hilton Hotel in Park Lane. Um, Were you? What, in Trader Vic's? Were you in Trader Vic's? No, I was in the Windows restaurant in the 27th floor. And um, we had to, I had to sing so quietly so the diners could hear themselves speak, which was so random why they had live music up there in the first place. But I can remember singing like Tina Turner, Simply the Best, but in a really quiet lounge way (laughs) with like brushes over the drums. So it wasn't too loud. Mm. Um, And it was a real um, interesting thing to do because I was taken out to um, be bought the dresses that they wanted to present me in, uh, which was an interesting shopping experience and ended up with these fabulous long dresses. I had one um, beautiful sort of uh, sweetheart neckline, like big old skirt, which was fabulous. And I had like a horse neck red number with like glitzy jewels all over. And I was, I mean, I must have been, what, 19, 20. Mm. And for little old me then, I was just like, wow, I've made it. I'm in London singing in a top restaurant with this beautiful, these gowns on. And yeah, that was that was a real experience. But I felt like the job itself wasn't really going anywhere. Um, it was lovely, but there was more to life, you know, and I wanted I... to do some more fun stuff, not just singing Ooh. quietly, looking pretty. That must have been very exposing doing that, much more so than being in front of a massive 
almost anonymous crowd. I mean, I'm sure you recognize some of the fans who kind of follow you and make sure they get the stall seats. But to be in a smaller venue like that, in a hotel, where at the age of 19, 20, that must have been really frightening. Do you know, I had the safety of the musicians on stage with me. Um, And it was kind of like, because the diners were getting on with what they were getting on with, it was almost like you were a separate entity, so it didn't feel like they were an audience, really. You were just kind of playing for yourselves and having a nice time. So I, that that didn't that didn't frighten me. What does frighten me is an audition situation when you're in stark daylight and you have people on a panel looking at you, ready to judge you, and also with my own fear of their preconception of who they think I am and it's all in my head not theirs because I actually want to get a good person for the job so they're on your side but my head doesn't tell me that that situation is just horrible (laughs) so what do you think these what do you think these people are thinking well what is their preconception of you do you think or what do you not want it to be well I kind of go I kind of think they're you know as soon as I walk in a room they're probably like Oh, there she is, blooming Faith from Steps, pop person. Now let's see if she can actually do the job. And I think that's what's going through my head, you know. And I've had people come out of an audition and just say, look, we're actually on your side. We want you to do a lovely job because we want to get the best person here and we think you might be it. So, (laughs) you know, that doesn't go through my head at all. I just, yeah, I just turn into a wobbly mess. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Yeah, I, it must be very hard because you are, you're never more judged in a situation like that. Yeah. That, that's really tough, yeah. But some people, I'm very envious of those people, I have the confidence and they go, yeah, this is my tool, here it is, there you go, mm. this is who I am, this is mm. how I sound, this is what I do. And they have that amazing confidence, you know? Yeah. 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 But the, so what was it, your audition? Because you saw an ad in the stage, what was it, way back in 1997, um, for an audition with that with Steps. So what was that like, that audition? That audition was quite yeah. um, an interesting moment. That was, um, there were 600 people in a room. So it was down at, um, it was in Epsom. Was it Epsom Town Hall or something? Um, and you had had to... You answered the advert, first of all, that was uh, 18 to 20 year olds, girls and boys must be able to sing, dance and be good looking. You could never put that in an advert now, could you? And we went, oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) I know you send off your um, your letter to say, oh, yes, I could do this. And then you had to send in a cassette with um, a slow song and a fast song. And then they'd send you a letter back saying whether that you were like able to come and audition on the day. And um, rocked up in my um, PVC bronze trousers, thinking that was the right thing to wear and that was cool or whatever. And um, then I had a number pinned on me and uh, walked into this massive hall. And yeah, as I say, 600 people in the room. um, And we got into sections and they made us dance, first of all, and then sing and then they get rid of some people. And it was just that all throughout the day. Um, and by the end of the day, there was um, the five of us left. Um, Lisa and H were already in the band. Um, so they mm-hmm. were looking for the three of us. Um, and Claire and Lee and I joined that day. Yeah. So you did, what was it, your first one? Five, six, seven, eight was your first 
big hit, wasn't it? And that was Pete Waterman. Yeah, well, that, that's the reason why they put us together. They needed some kids to run um, a line dancing song because that was the fitness craze at the time. And that's why we were put together. I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen after that because it was literally for that one single. And then because it did so well in the charts, Pete Waterman was like, oh, we can do something with these kids. They, you know, people like them. And then, uh, yeah, we, we signed an album deal. And uh, yeah. Seven and you won a British award. <laughs> we did best touring yeah. band. Yeah, that Fantastic. was amazing. We tour a lot. Um, that's that's where we shine our brightest, and that's that's where people really enjoy us. You know, the, it's, yeah. it's all about the live show for us. Yeah, and that's really, if you think about it now, with the ind music industry as it is, that there's no hope of being a success unless you can perform live. Because, you know, all the money with streaming and pirating and everything else, it's, I just don't know how musicians make any money. I, I never, on principle, download something without paying for it. But so many people do. So you've got to perform live and you've got to be good at it. Yeah. And, you know, throughout our career, sort of, we've, um, the top of the pop stays was quite interesting because at one point um, you weren't allowed to sing live. It was a point i mean we've all seen those 80s clips haven't we where people are yeah. singing without microphones and and it's like nirvana that was really do you remember they were told they couldn't sing live but they did anyway yeah that very famous top of the pops yeah sorry and, go on and uh, oh, well, then suddenly uh there was a point in uh, uh top of the pops timeline where everyone had to sing live so you had to then perform um and it was really it was a revelation it was lovely to be able to then do it because you know coming from the type of music that we did nobody you know everyone just assumed we couldn't sing live and we couldn't do it and it's so lovely to go out there and do it all live now uh, yeah. yeah and it is it, it, it's, it's a bit of a mm. fingers up because um yeah you know, you know we, we all had our, our sort of singing jobs before steps happened but mm. i think the controlled environment pop groups had in those uh, days in the 90s um and also i don't know your, your studios and your equipment and your technology with music as well i mean you could play around with music and voices and stuff like that but you know we, we're really lucky because you know we've got a lovely bunch of singers um in our band mm. so yeah it's really nice to be able to show that and do it yeah of course of course and then we're just going back to outfits. Is there any outfit that you've ever refused to wear? Not refused to wear. I mean, there's many that we look back on and go, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> At the time, it felt, felt like a good idea. Um, no, not refused to wear because we've, yeah. we've always had, um, yeah, we've, we have, <laughs> we've always chosen it. <laughs> yeah. whether, whether you believe that or we like it or not. Nowadays, <laughs> looking back, yeah. <laughs> And my darling, do you have, so kind of t during, um, let's say, uh, Strictly, you, you did have something, I remember, that was your sort of comfort blanket. You? Do you have a comfort blanket, something that you take with you everywhere? So when you're touring, something that reminds you of home or your husband or your son. Do you have something that, no, no, I don't. or something you wear? I'm sure you had something, was it? Might even been a pair of Uggs or something. You don't have a comfort blanket of any kind. No. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I have a comfort blanket. Uh, there's something that I always take. Yeah, I have this little. Um, I mean, it's not really. It's it's an item. It's not something I wear, but it's a little triptych, silver triptych thing with 
my three kids in it and then their handwriting engraved underneath and that I take with me everywhere. Oh, so you that. don't have anything like that? No, um, this is really tacky, but I had um, a bee tattooed on my hand when I had, uh, on my wrist, when um, Benjamin was born, so he was always with me. That's my little thing for Benjamin. Um, and of course, my wedding ring is my is my Michael. So those are the things, because I travel so much, and because we're living out of suitcases and things like that, things get lost along the way. But yeah. my wedding ring and my Benjamin are always with me, and that's, yeah, that's my thing. No. Benjamin, how is he? Oh my goodness, he's a big monster now. He's turning 13 in February. Um, he is as tall as me, a size 7 shoe, and he sounds like a bloke. And that's really, my baby has grown up. Oh my, my God, My little boy's gone. I've now got a bloke in the house. It's <laughs> like, you, you call him, it's like, Benjamin, it's time for tea. All right. And this thing <laughs> comes flocking downstairs. And you're like, Wow. <laughs> I made that. <gasps> oh, my God. I can't believe it because he does look so much older. Oh, my goodness. I, seriously, I, I thought he was 14 or 15. Yeah, he's so tall. He's going to be a giant. But that's quite nice, I think, for a fella, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really is. My son is not so tall. Poor Joe. But um, he is gorgeous. Um, but, my love, so um, is there anyone whose style has completely blown you away? Style? In... in yeah, who's you've just seen them and you thought, wow. You know, I think the bravest per person in pop is Gaga. I think she yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Um, from the meat dress to uh, being hatched out of an egg to wearing absolutely virtually nothing to uh, the iconic visor and mask. You know, she's so, so visual with her costumes and so memorable and so brave. Um, she is somebody that always astounds me. And I go, go on, well done you. Go on, what else, mm. you, what else have you got to show us? Um, I oh, also really enjoy um, Gwen Stefani. I think she is absolutely brilliant. When I grow up, I'd love to be uh, Gwen Stefani. She is so brave and fearless oh. and timeless and ageless and and garish but in a in a fun way and yeah i really enjoy her she's she's not a, she's not afraid to you know wear those puff skirts and that red lip and the bright mm. blonde i love that yeah absolutely. yeah she, she's a very beautiful woman i gotta say Gwen yeah. Stefani. but, but she with works Gaga, at it, doesn't she but oh she works at it and works on it yeah and you know she takes and, it has, and she enjoys it yeah, no, I agree. But Gaga is on a different level because she's like a a walking art installation. She is, she is literally a work of art herself. And you could go and put her on the, the sort of the plinth in Trafalgar Square or in the, the Tate modern yeah. and just stick her in a corner and people would go and look at her and just analyse what she's wearing and how it was and cut. Why? And why? She's amazing. Come from? I mean, they, they need to do like a museum of Gaga costumes. So they really should. Yes. Is there something like that now? There probably is. But yeah, I mean, that would be a fascinating thing to look back on in years to come. Yeah, she's amazing. I totally agree. So you must have had some pretty dire wardrobe malfunctions. Tell oh, me the worst. Oh, God. I just... It seems to happen um, on uh, theatre shows, um, live 
shows where you do costume changes and what have you. Um, I was, I've just done Singing the Rain at Sadler's Wells. Um, with Kevin, with King Kev, Clifton. Oh. I was with him last yeah. night, actually. We were doing oh. a charity function. He's fabulous. I love him. Um, mm. But yeah, Singing in the Rain, I did it originally in 2013. And uh, I was playing Lena Lamont. And my, it's not a malfunction. That wasn't a malfunction as such. But it was, um, I was busy talking to somebody because they'd asked me to sign their programme. And I forgot to put on a piece of costume. So um, you're coming out in this fabulous um, purple coat with a little negligee underneath. But underneath my negligee, I had my Capizio sausage tights, my Spanx up to my, <laughs> my bra and my sexy uh, nude bra on. That's so all good strapping, but it's not very visual. It's not supposed to be seen. Um, and because um, I was so busy um, talking to my friend who'd asked for the autograph, I just forgot to put the negligee bit on top. So there's, <laughs> I, I walk onto the scene and um, I'm supposed to drop the coat so you see this fabulous negligee. And instead... I just was standing there in my Spanx in full glory in front of the audience. And the girl that I was playing opposite who played Zelda, literally her eyes just went, oh, my God, you're literally standing there in your Spanx. And so I had to sort of slink back and go and get the uh, dressing gown to quickly pop that on in front (laughs) and just saying the words. And I was literally in a third person. I was like, I need to keep talking. I need to get dressed. What am I doing in this moment? But. Then this time around, I had another moment in that very scene. So I've got the purple coat um, over me and I go to take it off and it's got this beautiful sort of furry cuff on it. And as I take it off, it kind of rolls and gets stuck here on my wrist. So uh, Zelda's pulled it off. And Mm. it's just stuck on my wrist. It's not going up. It's not going down. I'm standing there and we're still (laughs) saying our lines. And she's tugging and I'm pulling and she's tugging and I'm pulling. And we're still saying the lines and we're supposed to be doing other things around the scene. And we're still saying our lines. And literally, it wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, oh, my God. And the whole audience. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are we doing? And in the end, we had to literally kind of let the audience in on the joke. And I was standing there with this coat just hung off and we literally had to pull it right off and it was just harrowing just getting stuck in a coat oh my god because that can ruin everything but i would have got hysterical giggles with that happening i mean how do you i mean that takes true professionalism to keep the show rolling yeah and the whole of the cast was standing in the wings waiting because they were like, well, what are they going to do? Is she going to go off stage? Do we need to go on stage? How are we going to get her out of this? Um, and it was actually, I'd love to have seen it back to see what we actually did. Um, and But time seemed to just stand still and it just seemed to take forever. I'm sure it was only sort of 30 seconds a minute or something. But yeah, that was pretty horrific. Yeah, kind of glad that. Well, hopefully you won't have any on your tour because you've properly reunited again, Steps. And you are going on tour next month. I've got to come and see you, please. Thank you very much. 
and it's called What the Future Holds. You, you're doing an album as well, What the Future Holds. Yeah, so it's been, um, uh, What the Future Holds was the album we put out last year and we've just put out What the Future Holds Part 2, which just charted at number two. We're very proud of ourselves 24 years later. You are joking. When did that, so when was that announced? Two weeks ago. Um, we put that out and we've had such an amazing response. So, so very proud of ourselves. Um, and thank you to everybody who supported it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be taking that out on tour. Um, so, yeah, you must come to the O2. That's our London date yes. on the 26th and the 27th of November. Get your tickets now. Um, and, yeah, doing an amazing That's tour. unbelievable. You charted at number two. I am so proud to know you that's amazing <laughs> you know and thank god because it's like you know steps is what it is and you're unashamedly just you're a pop band you don't pretend to be anything else no. and i really believe that it's what we all need right now there's no kind of nothing subversive there's nothing hidden there's nothing pretentious it's just pure joy and i'm sure that's why it charted at number two so absolutely amazing Thank you. <laughs> wow. I mean, you are like, it's like listening to, you put it on and it's sort of like champagne. You immediately feel better. Yeah, maybe Prosecco or baby sham. Yeah. <laughs> baby sham. Yeah. But one last question, my darling, before I let you go, which is a birthday suit. Do you have something that you push on that's guaranteed to make you feel great? That's a very good question. What makes me feel great? Um, a fabulous. Apart from your eyelashes, oh. which is so fabulous. You have the longest eyelashes in the world. Your mascara. Thank you. What makes me feel fabulous? I think a fabulous, um, fabulous ball gowns make me feel amazing. They really do, and I get to wear those when I do sort of singing gigs and charity functions and stuff like that when you're allowed to go a little bit galaxy and a little bit fairy tale mm. i think those are the things that make me feel lovely mm, little fairy tale yeah well Faye, it's just heavenly to see you as always and my cold is now cured almost having seen your <laughs> smiley gorgeous beautiful face and I wish you all the luck with the tour and your album. Do you know what? It's so lovely to speak to you again. Um, I miss mm. you. I love you so much. You're so much fun. Um, and thank oh, you very much darling. for inviting me to come and talk to you. Thank you, Fabe. So lovely to spend time with you again. You can catch Steps on their nationwide tour from the 2nd of November. And their new album, What the Future Holds, part two, is out now. You can also catch us at My Ward Mal on our socials, on our website at mywardmal.com, or by dropping us an email at help at mywardmal.com. And of course, you can always subscribe, rate and review us on your chosen podcast platform. Finally, you can find our glorious house band duo at duoguitarmusic.com or at duoguitarmusic on their socials. That's it. Thanks so much again to Gorgeous Faye and to all our fantastic Season 8 guests and to Duo. And of course, thanks to you for listening. Catch up soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.